You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning and welcome back. I am Heather Caro. And I'm Doug Weingart. We are your hosts this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us. We just got done with a great conversation with Father Tony Klein about all of the great work that he's doing out at O'Gorman High School. And we're going to move across the state, head out west. We're going to be talking now with Sister Sarah Marie of Eternal Love. Good morning, Sister. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Doing well this morning. I think it's funny that uh, we were all just out in Rapid City. Father Tony yeah. and I were both there <laughs> for the festivities last week. How did last week go for you on your end? It was it was great. Um, I had a nice time playing in the Men in Black game or during, the, well, you know, the middle school game and watching yeah. Father Tony play in the Men in Black know. game. <laughs> like, and know. Like, the West Side's going to well. try and steal Father Tony from us, I have a feeling. <laughs> he, definitely might, he definitely might have to be a yearly recruit uh, there you the go. basketball game. <laughs> there you go. Well, Sister Sarah, thank you for joining us. Tell us a little bit about who you are and your role with the diocese. Sure. Um, so my name is Sister Sarah, and I'm a part of the order, the Servants of the Pierced Hearts of Jesus and Mary. Uh, and our order was founded in Miami in 1990 by Mother Adela Glendo, and we've been here in Rapid City for about two and a half years um, in the diocese, and then I've been here about a year. And so my role is I'm the Director of Faith Formation and Pastoral Ministries for the diocese. So I oversee the Office of Pastoral Ministries, which includes youth and young adult ministries, marriage and family life, and Native American ministries, and then then also, obviously, the the Office of Faith Formation, which kind of oversees all the faith formation aspects of the diocese, whether it's children's catechesis, uh, youth youth ministry, and adult faith formation. Is that all? (laughs) (laughs) Anything else? I have have a great team. (laughs) No, good. It's not just me doing all that. Beautiful. So tell us um, a little bit, how did you end up in the Rapid City Diocese? Well, that's part of religious obedience, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so we just, as it needs, different needs arise in various places, and so, you know, that's part of the discernment, obviously, of our mother foundress, and there's requests for ministries in various dioceses, you know, who who she's going to send where, and, um, and balancing all that all the time, so that's kind of just... Part of our regular religious life, ultimately, is you're gonna you're gonna be told, okay, you're gonna go here now. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of nice. You're just like, okay, I'll go. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. There's a, there's a beautiful freedom and and an adventure to it to some degree, right? I'd never been to South Dakota in my life until I showed up for my first day here. So. <laughs> wow. Where are you originally from, sister? Um, I'm originally from Michigan. Grand Rapids area, so west Beautiful. side of the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're here to uh, discuss. The <laughs> Sorry, I've I've got a cold and I'm about to cough, folks. So I give it over to so Doug. She's leaving it to me. So uh, the pastoral uh, ministry days is coming up March third and fifth yes. in the diocese. Uh, can mm-hmm. you tell us about that? 
Sure. So Pastoral Ministry Days is an annual event that we have here in the Diocese of Rapid City, um, and it is oriented really toward, it's a really large diocesan event, it's really oriented toward anyone in the diocese um, that is working for or serving in or volunteering in the parishes in any way, the pastors, um, staff, again, volunteers, ministers, catechists, etc. Uh, it's just really an opportunity to call Come Together each year and really um, focus on a particular theme ultimately each year. And then we have a keynote speaker, we have mass together, pray together. Um, so it's just a beautiful two and a half days ultimately each year that we get together and grow okay. as a diocese. Oh, very good. Uh, where is this taking place at? So it always takes place at Terrace Retreat Center here in Rapid City. Okay. So if they... If they want to, do they have to register, or how does that work? Yes. Yep. So they can register online through the diocese website, um, and pretty simple. It's right there on the homepage. There's a link to it. it tells them all the every, all the information, registration links, and everything. Um, and this year we are blessed to welcome our speaker. Our keynote speaker this year is Joel Stepanek. And Joel is currently serving as the COO for the National Eucharistic Congress. And, but he was also really, for the, before that, he was uh, involved very heavily in Life Team, and he was the vice president of Life Team um, in many different roles there in Life Team. So that's, and he's a well-known speaker. He's been all over the world, written many books. And so we're excited to welcome Joel this year. Oh, very good. So Heather's back from her, her attack. Poor, she's sick. She's she's come down with the sickness. So I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, kudos to being on this morning, even being sick. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. That's I'm not sure that was wise, but here we are anyway. Right? <laughs> <coughs> sorry. So, um, you guys were talking about the speaker. Yes. Mm-hmm. About ministry days. Um. Yeah, this, so this year's kind of theme for is the official theme is, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord in strengthening our parishes from the inside out. Um, so it's really centered on kind of parish life. Um, and for a couple of reasons, obviously just knowing that parishes ultimately are the foundation, right, in many ways of the local church. And that's where people, in a sense, it's our, you know, our local family within the church where our growth happens where we receive the sacraments, uh, and where we kind of become holy, ultimately. Um, and right. so for us, that's, you know, it's kind of the key point uh, where we, a lot of times we are looking at in the church, how do we strengthen that, fam- that parish family, ultimately, so that each of the members can flourish. And we are also in the middle, in our diocese of... Uh, Flourishing Families Initiative, which is kind of a diocesan-wide initiative, just to really take a look at our whole diocese, our parishes, and as a family to see how we can ultimately flourish more. So that's part of it as well. And then also just leading into the last year of the Eucharist Revival, right, which is Mm -hmm. the year of mission, and kind of ascending out, right, being strengthened from the Eucharist and by the Eucharist, and then being sent out. And so really kind of all those things coming together ultimately with this theme um, centering on the, par- and the parish. Oh, okay. perfect. Well, so how do parish leaders begin to share this vision with their parishioners? Do you think? 
Yeah, I think obviously there's many ways that can be done in a parish, and you know, through Sunday homilies, and that's probably one of the greatest. But I think each each pastor, right, has has many avenues of communication, and that he employs ultimately, whether it's just simple conversations or um, any kind of written or verbal communication. So there's many ways that each pastor can choose to engage his parishioners in that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess going off of that, uh, how do parishioners then take up this invitation and begin to carry it, uh, you know, live it? You know, I think um, one of the keys of, I think, just any healthy church has really seen the church as the family of God, right? Um, mm-hmm. yes. And that ultimately the parish is a family. And I think that when we think about the family, we realize that, you know, John Paul, II speak, John Paul II always spoke of, really he saw everything as a gift and a task, right? So we receive yes. the gift, gifts of God, but then our task is to receive that gift and use it with responsibility ultimately, right? And so there's always, in a sense, you could say a receiving and a giving, um, a gift and a task. And so I think parish life in many ways is the same, right? We first, you know, the members of a family receive life, right, from the church, the sacraments, yes. ultimately, and, and first and foremost, right, in every way. So we receive life from the church, from the parish, but then that it's not just right re- sitting back and just receiving, right? Each member also then that reception becomes a, a task and understanding I'm part of this family and I have something to contribute, right? And I'm supposed to give myself away to it. So it's a it's it's a unity. There's a unity. Yes. And that giving and receiving. And really, it's the body of Christ, right? The church is the body of Christ. And so if you think of any cell in the body, right, that yes. cell receives life from the body, but then that cell has a responsibility to contribute whatever it's supposed to contribute to the overall health of the body, right? So it's yes. never a one-way, it's never a one-way relationship, right? And so I think when we understand that, that ourselves as part of that body and part of that family, right, that I have both the gift to receive life from it, but I also have the obligation to to contribute to that life with my own, yes, my, my yes. service, my gifts, my talent, etc. Yeah. Then I think that's really when you see the flourishing of any family or parish, ultimately. Yes. Yeah. So, like the uh, like the chicken or the egg, right? Do families mm-hmm. exist to serve the parish, or is it the other way around, where the parish exists to serve? Mm-hmm. And help families grow. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's both. Very right? good. It's both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, mm-hmm. folks, <laughs> I've just had a nice coughing fit. Sorry about that, <laughs> Sister Sarah. So sorry. <laughs> but we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to chat a little bit more about pastoral ministry days. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. 
I remember even during that time, and, and this was uh, during the beginning years of John Paul II's pontificate, and whenever I heard him on TV, because he was always in the news, especially with his travels in Eastern Europe, Poland and all, I, I would hear the things that would come out of his mouth and I would go, there's no way this person is not close closer to God than I am. Mm. Uh, you know. So I always had this sort of secret respect for uh, for John Paul II. Of course, I never said this to any of my <laughs> brethren friends. You, know. you wouldn't dare. No, of course not. But I... I, I I, I don't mean to disparage them because they taught me to love the scripture. And interestingly enough, even though they, they do not believe in the real presence of Christ in the sacrament, they had communion every Sunday. And so they really taught me to love the Lord's Supper uh, and to love the scriptures. And so I'm really thankful to them for that. Let us run to Mary and as her little children cast ourselves in her arms with a perfect confidence. St. Francis de Sales. Join together with families across the local area for the Rosary, nightly here on Real Presence Radio. On Wednesday through Monday nights, tune in at 8 p.m. Central, and on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central. Gather the whole family together and pray this powerful prayer with us. Join us for the Rosary, Wednesday through Monday at 8 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the RPR Network. God's blessings to all of you. My name is Father Chad Wilhelm, and I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. And this year I celebrate 25 years of being a priest. And the joy, the great things that I love about the priesthood is the deep relationship that Jesus and I have as speaking heart to heart. He knows the depths of my heart and he speaks to all of us in the depths of our heart. That's what I enjoy about being a priest, that I get to speak about Jesus, not just on Sundays, but every day of my life and that I've given my life to Jesus and the Church. What a wonderful grace and a gift that has been for me for 25 years, and to serve the good people of the Diocese of Fargo, but just to serve the Church as a whole. May God continue to bless all of you as you listen to Real Presence Radio. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back and good morning. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Doug Weingart. And we are your hosts. I'm going to actually step away, Doug. I have a cough, and whenever I start talking, I need to cough. So our good producer up in Fargo has volunteered to take over my spot, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron, for jumping in at the last minute. I'm going to sign no off for now. Okay. <laughs> well, be well. Thank you, <laughs> yes, thank, thank you, Aaron. All right, so, Doug, yeah, you back in? Yeah, so uh, we're talking with uh, Sister Sarah Marie uh, in, I believe, Rapid City. We were talking mm-hmm. about the uh, pastoral ministry days coming up. Um, so really quick... I guess I would ask you, sister, what, what do you, uh, how do you see the churches begin to look like five, ten years down the road with a strengthening of the parish life? Yeah, I think, I mean, ultimately, right, the goal of Christian life and the goal of any parish is to make saints, right? And so, yes. 
when we have that as our goal and we have it as a goal together, we realize that we're a family. We're not just individuals walking along on that path, right? But we're a family and we're walking together and we're striving to be holy and we're striving to be saints. Then really everything is transformed, right? Including parish mm-hmm. life, our families, yeah. our, our parishes. And, and so that's, that's really ultimately what a strong parish looks like, you know, on utter simplicity. Sometimes we complicate things too much, right? Yes, um, yes. But when we are all looking together to do that, then we will have a thriving, healthy, beautiful parish life. You know, and what does that ultimately look like? It means that we're looking, we're, we're in unity together, seeking the same thing, right, which is ultimately yeah. to be a saint, but that means we're living lives of, of, self, of self-gift, essentially, where, you know, some essential component of that, of that. I'm looking to make myself a gift, right, to others, because that's ultimately the definition of love, right, self-gift, rather, self-donation, rather than self-gratification and self-seeking, right, so when I'm, well, yes. we're living that way, like we were talking about before, right, when I realize I'm part of the body, then I'm, and then I'm asked to give myself away to that body to make it healthy. And that ultimately, too, right, we're seeking conversion and we're seeking to be a better version of ourselves each day, right? Rooting out those yes. things that often destroy unity or destroy that family life together, which we all know, you know, it's so easy to do, right? Um, yes. But when we're doing that, when we're each doing that personally and for each other together, um, you, and with the the prayer prayer and sacraments that we receive right from essentially from the church that formation that growth that inner life that we receive in the sacraments we're receiving that and then seeking to live our life you know as as a gift to others then then yes the parishes are gonna are gonna look really beautiful <laughs> yes. life would be yeah. really beautiful right well yes it would. sometimes that's a messy process obviously right it's not perfect yes. it can get messy in the midst of that that's it's not easy to do any of that but yes. when we have it as our fundamental goal and we're really striving for it day in and day out and knowing that there's failures along the way and conflicts and all of that but we're still all we have to all the main mindset and the goal then then parishes are going to be homes right we're where we can find uh, love and support and authentic community, um, and yes. that we, and, yes, <laughs> yeah, well, it, well, yeah, really. Uh, even for me, just over the last five years, uh, that has been a real big push in my life is to get involved more and more uh, with with things in the parish. Oh yeah, that's the beautiful um, thing mm-hmm. about that is that when you get involved, you're you're paying so many dividends down the line, and you're make you're basically you know you're planting mm-hmm. a tree in a sense that so you're going to have this you know yes. starts as a little sapling, mm-hmm. but you have this beautiful oak tree one day. It just takes time to build up that because especially I Amen. think ch- changes in parishes obviously they're kind of slow moving organizations. So that's kind of good because they're so they're supposed to be so eternal and so everlasting. So that's the nice mm-hmm. thing about this whole process so that just takes a little bit of time to get rolling. But uh, mm-hmm. let's talk about the pastoral ministry days. Could you give us just kind of a little more details about what that actually looks like? the parish sure absolutely so again it's, it's open to pastors parish staff volunteers catechists really everyone that can serve in the parish in some way um and it is march 3rd through 5th so it begins on sunday evening march 3rd with a holy hour and then a social and then the bulk of the days are monday and tuesday and concludes on tuesday afternoon around 4 p.m with a closing mass um also on monday evening We'll be having a night of Eucharistic adoration that will be actually led by uh, the sisters here, our sis- me and the sisters, and another and some other wonderful musicians um, that will lead 
the people in a praise and worship adoration that evening. We'll have confessions and prayer teams. And that actually, that adoration that begins at 6.30, actually it's open to anybody in the community. So even those who are maybe not necessarily attending pastoral ministry days, they're actually welcome to come to that holy hour. Oh, that's wonderful. So there's a little bit of community outreach going on there, too. Yes, yep. Mm -hmm. So we'll be hearing talks from Joel, both on Monday and Tuesday. We have in the liturgy of the hours, evening, morning and evening prayer, mass, adoration, you know, the, the, the nuts and bolts, right, of the faith. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, so what would you hope would be the main takeaway from those three days? Hmm. Great question. I mean, ultimately just that, right, that, that coming back to that verse, right, as for me and my house will serve the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Ultimately just that people will walk away with a greater Commitment, but also understanding of how to uh, to build up our parish life, right? Our parishes and strengthen them. Because we have we have some beautiful, st- strong, thriving parishes in our diocese, um, and so I think many in many ways we already know many ways of how to how to do that. But the hope is that we have a further and deeper understanding of how we can make those parish families even healthier, even stronger, and in places of refuge, right? Especially today in the world where we don't often find a lot of that refuge that in that presence of the Lord, that they really become presence of presence of the Lord and a beacon of light, right, in our culture today. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're really trying to make stronger parishes by doing all this outreach and getting out into the community as well, mm-hmm. which is just a beautiful thing. And then you might have already yes. said this before, but just remind me, how long has Pastoral Ministry Day has been going on? Like how much history is built into these oh, events? Oh, goodness. That's such a great question. I should know that answer. <laughs> oh, not <laughs> to put don't. you on the spot there, but I was, I was curious because, no, again, I'm sure it's been going on yeah. for a very long time. Um, at least over a decade. I know that oh, wow. for sure, um, but I, I could not tell you the, the exact date that it started. It goes back it, into it, the it annals a, of history. It has a long transition. Yeah, it has a long tradition in the diocese. Interesting. Well, hopefully it'll continue on just into the future then. Yes, I hope so. I was going to say that's so. a, bl- a blessing in itself that it's, you know, you're you're a decade into it. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And again, you know, the hope too is that the... But the parishes realize, too, that they, like I said, in that, you know, connected to that, this Eucharistic year of mission and as uh, the third year of the revival, that it's we are called to be a healthy family, right? But not just for the sake of ourselves, but for the sake of the world, right? Yes. And so that there is a mission that the parish has, not just to be kind of its own little unit, isolated unit, right? But that we are called to go out into the world and be that salt and that light that the world so desperately needs. And so that's important aspect too of the i know you asked i i kind of you asked what what do people gain and um but i that's an important aspect that i kind of forgot to say too right that we're called to there we're called to go out like at the end of the word the words at the end of mass right go in peace we receive christ to then bring him to the world yes um so I, once again, really fast, I just wanted you to uh, let people, if they're just coming on, uh, learn where more about where they can register. I think you said on the diocese. Yes, page. absolutely. So our, the, pair, the diocese website is rapidcitydiocese.org, um, and you can find the link to Pastoral Ministry Days right there on the homepage down at the bottom. Um, and then that, if you click on that, there's a registration link, more, and there's also more information about the days and details. 
Well, yeah. wonderful. So if you're looking to be uh, involved in pastoral ministries, definitely go on there. And then what is the exact uh, URL? Again, it's on the diocese uh, webpage, but what is the name of that website again, just so we get that out there? Yes, absolutely. RapidCityDiocese.org. Okay, RapidCityDiocese.org. Everyone write that down, type it in. If you're driving, remember it. Don't write it down while you're driving, but just make sure that you get it down there. So if you're interested, be sure to go to Pastoral Ministry Days because it'll be a very good event. And then is there anything else you'd like to share with us, uh, Sister Sarah, about Pastoral Ministry Days or anything else that you work with at all? We're coming up to our heartbreak in a few minutes here, so got to wrap up. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's a, I mean, I, I would just encourage uh, our listeners to check out the website. We have a lot of great upcoming events um, in general. We have... I. Camille and Michael Polly will be doing um, next weekend uh, a brick by brick building a pro life culture in South Dakota. Uh, Great event, a long event. Yep, and so they're going to talk about how to uh, not just be pro life, but really to engage in the world and to build a pro life culture around us. And so we're really excited about that as well. Um, so that's something to look forward to as well. And there, we have a men's conference coming up on uh, February twenty third as well. So or twenty fourth. I'm sorry. So there's a lot of exciting events coming up, and we just encourage, really, just in general, to check out our website to see all the upcoming things that there we have available. Sounds like there's always something going on there, then. That's, that's there incredible. There is. Well, wonderful. <laughs> Be sure to keep in touch with your local parish. Always check their website. It's a great way to learn about uh, everything that's going on in your local area. And then, Doug, do you have any final questions for Sister Sarah here? Uh, yeah. Uh, so... I was going to ask you, uh, parishes, really quick, uh, just in general out in that area, are are they thriving uh, now? I mean, are they are they strong? Yeah, I think we have some really wonderful parishes. We have a, we have a great, strong diocese. Obviously, there's always, right, we can always grow, but uh, we do have a beautiful diocese with a lot of wonderful people and, and great pastors and priests here. So I think we, we have a lot to find joy in. Oh, that's nice, yeah. To be thankful for, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we definitely need to count our blessings with the parishes because I think I think often this might be just my closing final thought here because we're coming up to the mm-hmm. hard break. But I think often, Sister Sarah, maybe you can shed a little light on this. I think sometimes we talk a little bit about all the problems going on in the church right now, which certainly there are mm-hmm. some, and we definitely clean things up. There's also areas where yeah. we're really thriving and doing very well, and I think it's very good to remember that you know you can make saints in times of darkness and in light as well, and that's the. Mm-hmm. There's so much good going on that we need to also remember, like, what we're here to mm-hmm. do in the world. Absolutely. And, you know, the Lord tells us, right, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. And so if that, that is absolutely the case, that we have the, all the graces available to us and more to be saints today. And I think, yes, you're right, we have a tendency to, right, look at the black speck on the white wall, um, right? But we have to have hearts of gratitude for the good that we always have before us as well. Yes, and that's a wonderful final thought. Well, folks, that has been Sister Sarah Marie, and my name is Aaron. This has been, well, Doug, why don't you, say, why don't you send us off for the heartbreak here? Well, we appreciate everything. Uh, this is Doug with Real Presence Radio, and up next we will have uh, Deacon William Radio. So stay with us, please.